Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. It's the end of the end of the work week, so I'm excited to enter the weekend. Oh, you yeah. got big plans for the weekend? I, it's well, we have two things. I got my company Christmas party oh, coming up already. Yeah, we do it early now. Well, because we used to do it in December, but right? You know what December's like? Yeah. Is everybody's got a Christmas party every possible weekend, so they moved it to sort of end or I guess mid November, and it you know much more attendance, and it's it's pretty good. So this will be Tiff and my first like kind of real outing by ourselves without the baby. So that'll be a good test. So then who's going to watch the baby? My parents have stepped up for the for the duty. For the inaugural. Yeah. Well, I mean, fortunately, he's sort of 50%. Well, I guess it's more like 20% breastfed, 80% formula fed right now. Right. So it'll just be, you know, we can throw the bottle in the bag and give them over to the grandparents and... You'll have a great old time. Why don't they just come to your house? They live across the street. They might do that too. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, they have a nice big like 65 inch TV and ours is just a measly 60. So, oh, well, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but the baby will not care. (laughs) I, I don't know. We have to stop him from watching television. We have to (laughs) turn him around the other way so he doesn't stare at the screen. Oh, so it's all the bright lights and colors. Well, it's it's funny because we, I mean, you know what our family room looks like, right? We got the TV in the corner and we have basically his swing right up against the wall between the living room and the family room. Yes. So it's like to the left of the television. Mm-hmm. So we'll be in the swing, and the next thing you know, we see him, and he's got his head cranked as far to the left as he can, <laughs> looking out the corner of his eyes, trying to watch the television. So, but he doesn't know what any of that it, is. No, but it's a it's a bright light, and kids aren't supposed to watch TV apparently. So they they're not. Well, I, well I, when they're that young. When oh, they're, okay. They're well, that, that makes young, sense. Yeah. I mean. I'm sure that our baby will be mostly on Laura's chest and away from the television yeah. because she'll just be like, she has a death grip on that child. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's gotten to the point where she's starting to admit it. So oh, okay. we'll be we'll be out. Uh, we were at the we were at the hospital last night. And actually, I do have an update on William, but I can get to that in a minute. Yeah. We were talking to the nurse and the nurse asked something like, hey, do you mind if I do like if I do this now? And Laura's like, yeah, go ahead. I need to start letting other people do things with him because I'm very greedy. And I'm oh. like, I know you are. You're wow. super greedy. But at the same time, I, I let her be greedy because yeah. obviously she worked very hard on making that boy. And <laughs> at the same time, I also know that their their constant contact is, is good for producing milk. And milk yeah. is what he needs to get out of where he is. But but they do say that admitting you have a problem is the, it's the first, first step. step. It's yeah. the first step. It's so, and it's cran- it's fantastic. Yeah, well, <laughs> big big congratulations to Laura for making that first step yeah. right there. So, but I, I guess as a, an update, it, last episode we talked about how they'd moved him to Kitchener and Laura was living at the hospital. Yes, and I was here by myself, very sad. Yeah. Well. Things have changed. They've actually figured out like they they can move him to because they were trying to move him to the Hamilton Hospital. Yes, but they were like, "Are you guys open to moving him to a different hospital?" And we're like, "Yeah, what what hospital? Anything closer than this is better." Yeah, and they talked about moving him to Joe Brandt, and Joe Brandt is right up the street from my office. So it's perfect, and it's also only like twenty minutes away. So, so I was so, under, I was under the impression that. Uh, Burlington was in the cards from the get-go. That's what I thought, too. But from what they said at Kitchener, they assumed that we were only about going back to Hamilton. 
So they weren't looking in to see if uh. we could go back to Hamilton, which, I mean, I guess, you know, that's somebody's mistake. Yeah. But so they, they transferred him. They transferred him to Burlington. And what that has accomplished is Laura is back in the house. She comes home every night again. Oh, okay. So he's actually at the point now where they're able to bottle feed him. Okay. So Laura goes there at around nine in the morning and does like his first feeding the the right way, I guess. On you know, he's on the boob. Sure. And then they they move him throughout the day and she throws him on the boob and if he can't do it, then they do the tube and if and sometimes they actually get him on the bottle. Yeah. So at night Laura goes home after the 9 p.m. feeding, which by the time it's all said and done, it means you're leaving 10, 10, 30. Yeah, sure. But then she comes home, and then she continues to pump here, and then goes back in the morning, and they bottle feed him overnight. Okay, I was just about to ask, so like, how do they feed him? Uh, yeah, they, over, well, over or, they, or they tube feed him if if there's no bottle. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if he's not taking to the bottle. It all depends on how awake he is. Yeah, so he almost has like his own little like, nanny service. Yeah, right? kind they'll, of. They'll take care of him when you're at home. Yeah, and, where you yeah. can go home and, and they take care of him. Well, so this works out really well for you. So are you basically going there, yeah. like you personally going there after work every yeah, day? Yeah, I go back to work now. Because remember, we were talking about how my office was very nicely letting me stay home during the, the the whole thing, because I can work from home. So what we've decided is he's closer to my work than he is to my home. Yeah. So I go to the office and I work like normal. And then when it's done, I walk over to the hospital because it's right up the street. Yeah, that's perfect. So Man. it's it's now, yeah, so things are going a lot better than, yeah. than they were. So, but you know, it's kind of funny, Mike, because you know, I, I always listen to our podcast because I'm you know self absorbed, a complete, like that. complete huge, narcissist, huge, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because you know, we I listen to the podcast, you know, when we, I guess we're on what episode 10? This is now, 10. this, will, this be 10. will be 10. This so, episode. I just listened to episode nine, and it's like, man, we are really bad at predicting the future. I know, like, so bad. Like, literally, every episode I listen to the one just before, and it's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's going to be at Kitchener-Waterloo for months. Yeah. We, and it's we, like literally like four a, days yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because we record with a bit of a buffer so that we have time for little emergencies because of, you know, kids. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's so funny because every time we pre- – it's as you said, every time we predict something, that's not at all what happens. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. So. Yeah, so as far as updates for us goes... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I we, should... We also have a child. You do Mike. have a child. It's not the Mike's <laughs> baby update No, podcast. no. He's he's at home, so he's a little more boring. Right. But, uh, he has uh, learned how to smile now on his own. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, you know, you kind of poke him in the nose and stuff, give him a little bit of a prompt, but he, he does legitimately smile. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and it's not one of those gas ones, you know, where it looks <laughs> like he's smiling and he, you know, cranks yeah. out a, a farter afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is legit. And uh, you know what? It was really funny, too, is we found a very good way to soothe him, you know, when, you know, he's just can't be settled and he's, he's fussing and all that kind of stuff, is we actually turn on this podcast. And what? He, on, I am not joking. Honest to God. You turn on the podcast and he just like, huh? What's <laughs> what's going on? And it, it calms right down. For You're about, kidding. For about like 10 minutes. You get like a nice little reprieve. I mean, it's not like this magic bullet. Right. But it definitely works. So, you know, if you have kids out there and you need them to calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think it's case sensitive because it's you talking? Oh, well, I mean, I guess so, but... 
<laughs> I, I like to imagine it's just our voices are just right. you know, naturally baby soothing. They voices. make every baby feel better. Yeah. Well, you right. know how all those baby toys play music and stuff. Right. Maybe we'll approach the manufacturers and say, "Hey, we'll just record. Yeah, you yeah. Know, five minutes of words for you." The the official part time nerds, full time dads, <laughs> branded. Yeah, that's. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. Well, I mean, let's start with T-shirts, which I could actually do like today if I really felt like it. So, yeah. Do you want a T-shirt? Let's make some T-shirts. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have a T-shirt for sure. <laughs> I'm a huge sucker for that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all about, you know, starting things up for, for everybody. And something that we've introduced in the last few episodes was we've been telling everybody at the end of the episode how to get a hold of us if you want to let us know something or like just tell us how the show is doing. Tell us if, you know, we suck. Yeah. If we're giving bad dad Please advice, refrain from death threats. Yeah, yeah. Mind. So, yeah. so you can get a hold of us at it's the the dads at it's not it's the dads it's the dads at part time nerds full time dads dot com as an email address. But you can also get a hold of us on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. And we actually did receive a message from somebody, and we figured, hey, why not? He he brought up a great point. Let's bring it up on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So this email is from Josh. I mean, I, I don't know if I you know what just keep it Josh. Yeah, just let's not say, like no last name. Yeah, because yeah. I mean you know let's not get people swatted or anything. <laughs> so Josh writes, hey guys, I love the last episode. Now this is episode eight, because remember, we had this letter last week, and, and then we totally, we totally blew uh, reading it. Yeah. So I love the last episode. I nearly cried hearing it. Now remember, this is all, you know. Yeah, Mike nearly cried saying it. I, so, it's yeah. true. Laura listened to it, and she cried twice. Oh, she told me. Dang. She told me afterwards. I hope the boys continue to grow healthy. However, as a father who's experienced a first child that was a C-section, the next three kids were all V-back. So there's hope for seeing a baby born without 30 people in the room, which is nice. Yeah, that's confident. I, I look forward to that. Or, I mean, maybe you do too, so. Yes. Yeah? You, yeah, you don't it, want it'd that? be nice to stay in the smaller private room than in the operating room. Of course, but. of course. Josh continues, I really wanted to ask you guys to keep each other in check when it comes to postpartum depression. Check in on each other. Have Laura and Tiff check in on each other. Check in on your wives. It really is a huge thing, and it needs to be watched out for. And that is a great point. But we've done a pretty good job. I know kind of when you guys got, you know, I'd want to say bad news, but less than optimal news. You know, I checked in with you and you guys have kind of checked in with us too. Yeah. You know, just to see how things are going, right? You know, when we moved or not moved, but got home from the hospital and that kind of stuff, you were sort of on top of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, all we can do is just kind of ask how we're all doing and hope that the other person is being truthful. Yes. (laughs) I know. I know last week I was I was not doing well. Yeah, and, well, you uh, can tell, Mike. You know, you, you, I read you like a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, spending all that time alone yeah. really, really does get to you. It's funny because, like, we described it as, like, when somebody goes on vacation, when when I went on vacation because of my job yeah. earlier in the year, Laura was, like, day one was, like, this is great. I can do whatever I want. I can sleep in the bed all by myself. There's nobody here. Like, I can stretch out. Yeah, diagonally, yeah. Yeah, day two is, like, okay, Okay, and then day three is just like, I'm so alone, you know, (laughs) and and I went through like a week and a half of that. So, you know, that's kind of how I was how I was feeling. Yeah. But I mean, now Laura's back home. I get to see William all the time now because I can just walk over to work and after work and see him. And so I I guess this is not off topic. It's on topic. Yeah. But when when William does come home, are you still working from home? Yes, you are. Yeah. We talked. I talked with my boss about it and and I basically said, so even though I'm back at work now, does the offer still stand that when he comes home, I can I can stay until the time that we talked about. And he's like, yeah, and we can extend that because obviously, you know, the idea of giving me all this time, like they didn't just give me a time 
expecting it to be like, oh, well, once that date is over, you're you're done, you know, yeah. especially considering the situation. So they said going forward after he comes home and after the date that we talked about my coming back for sure, that we'll just play it by ear and we'll figure out what works best. They're, oh, they're, well, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So they're being really super understanding and I've been extremely grateful. Like I've been every time I'm like, hey, by the way, thank you. you yeah. Know? Like just every time I can throw that one out there. So, yeah, that's nice because I know for us, like I have to, well, I don't have to, but I like to check in with Tiff sort of throughout the day and just to make sure she's doing all right and that right. kind of thing. Because you know what? It can get overwhelming being the only person taking care of the baby right you know it's great when he you know he eats his food and then he plays for 10 minutes and it falls asleep for three hours and then he <laughs> does the same thing again right but then there's those times when he just fusses for three hours straight yeah and there's like nothing is working and that kind of stuff and you know it, it can be definitely tough on 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 tiff for sure right. and but at sure. least you're here right you can you can step in and save the day well you know what you you don't do is you don't do that thing that we learned about in class where you come home and you're like, what have you been doing all day? Do you remember that thing? <laughs> I, d- I do remember. I mean, I've been guilty of thinking that. Yeah. But then it's like, no, you're being stupid, Chris. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, good thing you didn't do that. No, no, that's right. You'd have been murdered. I'd be coming and living here with you, Mike. Well, I guess you'd have to live in this office. Yeah, that'd be all right. Okay. Well, I, as I, long just, as you... I could edit the podcast, you know. <laughs> no, I don't trust you to edit the podcast. Oh, man. You don't have any editing skills. No, that's only video editing. Video That's man. all I know how to you just, do. Just, it's, it's kind of the same. You just cut out all the pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. We can figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of things to, to keep ourselves sane, last week I was telling you about Red Dead. Yes. And how I was having difficulties getting into Red Dead. And I was still punching my horse constantly. Yes. So I don't know if you want an update uh, on how my Red Dead experience is going. I would very much like one because I'm still pretty convinced I'm going to buy this game. Okay. This is going to be my real big step into PlayStation gaming. Okay. So, so here, tell me how awful it is, Mike. <laughs> I stopped playing it. Okay. That that's, that sounds terrible. Okay. That sounds like I like hated it and I'm like done with this. But I did stop playing it. I think... Part of it was every time I tried to play it, I didn't have enough time to do anything. Okay. And then there was just a few things where, again, I talked about how the game was very slow last time. Yes, yeah. And there was just things like a perfect example of how slow the game can be. I was doing a mission, and this is one of the first missions in the game. Like you, there's like chapters to the game. Okay. Chapter one you beat, because chapter one is very much, this is where most of my like, oh, everything, I can't do anything. I'm not allowed to do anything. Chapter one is very guided by the hand. Like, it's it's the tutorial. They yeah. take you around. They show you how to do things. So everything that happens is is reliant on the story taking you to where it goes. Right. But once you get to chapter two, everything opens up. You can ride here. You can ride there. You can go hunting. You can do all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, because it is an open world game, right? It's, it it's like a GTA game. style yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things that happen is, again, I, I talked about how like your horse is like really important to you. And if it dies, it like, doesn't come back. And, yeah. and, and like training your horse to be your friend and stuff like that is very important. So I'm doing this mission at the beginning of the second chapter. And at the beginning, they're like, hey, we need to ride into town. Can you bring us into town on this wagon? I'm like, sure. I'll ride into town on the wagon. So I drive everybody into town on the wagon. And then stuff happens in the town. Like, it's just mission stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. You know, I'm enjoying myself because I, oh, I got in a bar fight. This is fun. Yeah. And then the mission ends. And then they, everyone's gone. And the wagon's gone. And I'm stuck in this town. Oh, okay. And I'm, and I'm just like, okay, well, 
I guess I'll call my horse to to come back so that I can ride back to the camp. And then I I press the whistle button, mm-hmm. and I get a notification along the bottom saying, "Your horse is too far away. You need to be closer to your horse." Oh no! And I've ridden like to town. It's like a five minute ride away on the wagon, which travels fairly quickly because it's a wagon, not like just a horse, right? Right. And so I have to walk back to camp until I'm in whistling distance of my horse. <laughs> and and actually, a guy is driving by on a different wagon. And and they and the game's like, hey, you can flag people down and get on their wagons, and they'll take you places. And I'm like, this is great. The guy can take me to the camp, and I can get to the horse instead of walking yeah, all the way back to camp. Yeah. yeah. So I hop on the wagon, and the guy takes a swift left turn away from my camp and starts leaving, like going away <laughs> from my camp. Well, now I got to get back off and walk again. Like, yeah. this is so stupid. So I walk back until I get to whistling distance, and then the horse comes. I go back, because... The whole thing was, was I needed to do, I, I accepted a mission in town Okay. after the mission, the first mission was done. And it was like a bounty hunter mission where they're like, hey, there's a, uh, there's a guy that everybody's looking for, like the cops are looking for him. We want you to go get him. All right, cool. Well, he's way out there. So you need your horse. Fine. So I walk back, I get my horse, I ride my horse back into town, and then I ride to where this guy is. Yeah. And he runs away and I chase him down. But. In the game, when he runs away as a part of a cutscene, they put me on his horse. So I'm on his horse, and I chase him down, and I lasso him up, and they tell me, they're like, put him on the back of your horse and take him back into town. I'm like, okay, take him back into town. And then I finish the mission, and that guy's horse disappears. And my horse is back where I left it. <laughs> so I have to friggin' walk back over and get my horse again. Like, So you just have bad luck with horses, really. Apparently. And I, I actually talked to a, my, my co-worker, because he's, he's playing it too. And yeah. he's not 100% sold on it either. He actually he stopped playing it as well. He's looking at picking up Spider-Man, which I also recommend. Yes, you I, should play I remember, yeah. He said, oh, you just have to whistle when you're riding a different vehicle and your horse will follow you. I was going to say, and, uh, yeah, so I, I was going to say when you were telling me about it, it's like, you know, this kind of sounds like user error, Mike. But the game never <laughs> told me that. I don't remember anything popping up saying, hey, the horse will follow you yeah, if you whistle. Yes, yeah. Why would I know that instinctively? Like, maybe I did miss the prompt because there's a billion things on the screen. Sure. But again, I had no idea that I could be having my horse. But again, why would I think that my horse should follow me into town when I'm riding in a wagon? Yeah, it's you or, know or why like, couldn't you ride the horse beside the wagon? Exactly. You know? Why, well, if that's the case, you know, or, or why didn't the horse just follow along automatically? That yeah. kind of thing. Well, maybe they'll patch it in a future. Maybe, uh, a maybe. Future There's a lot of weird things in the game that, like, I've talked to people that they say things like, "There's an accessibility option." Because remember, I couldn't. My horse wasn't riding very fast, and yeah. we found out that the reason that my horse wasn't riding fast is because if you hold X when you're not riding the horse when you're just walking you run but if you hold x when you're riding a horse you don't run you have to continuously tap the x button to be able to run with the horse right which is like well why why is that different why can't i just hold the x button in both cases there is a setting in the in the options that's an accessibility setting for people who are like you know disabled gamers yeah that you can just hold the X button to run. Well, why isn't that the default? Like, yeah, that seems that like, seems like an obvious choice. And another thing that I've heard too is if you set the controls to the first person controls, 
because you can play the game in first person. And when you're playing in first person, the controls are slightly different. Yeah. The controls in first person are better in third person than they, like than the third person controls are. Oh, that's weird. So, so I'm like, you know what? There's just I don't have time to play this game. Every single time I play it, I have like an hour to play it. And then it's like, oh, you've been dumped out here and you have to walk and get your horse and it takes forever and right. I'm getting nothing done. So I went out and I bought Tetris Effect. <laughs> and I've been playing Tetris Effect. And, you know, I can blast through a couple of rounds of Tetris and it's tranquil, you know? Like, it's it's so funny because, like, when, when I got it, this is back when Laura's still in Kitchener, what happened was is I was playing... Actually, I was about to go to bed and, and I started playing Tetris Effect. And I'm like, I'll play, because I, I, I grabbed it, and I'm like, I, I'm going to play one round, you know? Yes, and then, the and classic then, trope. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to go to bed. And I played, like, for an hour or something, like an hour or maybe two hours. I, I, I don't remember. No, it wasn't two hours, because I was definitely in bed, like, not too long after that. Yeah. But, but needless to say, I'm going to play one game. Did not play one game. I played a whole bunch, and, and the entire time I was just transfixed, like, oh, my God, Tetris. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, so I'm super into Tetris now, right now. <laughs> or again, again. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, because, I mean, I have well, Tetris on the original. Well, that's just so baffling, Mike, because, like, I've been doing a lot of, you know, not that I don't trust your reviews or anything, right. but I've been reading online and stuff, too. And everybody says, like, Spider-Man is a great game, but, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, that is a better game, mm -hmm. right? And I would say, I would describe you in terms of your gaming styles, that you're sort of like a completionist yeah. type guy. Like, you want to get every side mission and pick up every little piece of jewelry and whatever out there so it feels like you know red dead redemption would definitely be up my alley right up your alley and especially considering i loved the first red dead and i i completed that game i got 100 yeah. and like i didn't get like the platinum because i didn't want to do all the online stuff but i've i 100 percented the single player i i wonder if, if this you know if you didn't get this game three months ago if the opinion is is changed you know, when, when you have a little bit when more I have time, time because god i mean god knows like i hardly have time to play anything i would love to play some games but you know you come home from work and maybe it'll be a little different from you because you you'll work from home but mm -hmm. you come from work and i would i would love to sit down and play some games but at the same time it's like tiff's been slaving away over the baby all day mm -hmm. you know i want to step in and plus i, I want to play with my son right, too, right right you know when he's not sleeping so yeah it's tough it's, it's tough, tough to get that gaming time in. you know what you should do is you should play tetris <laughs> it doesn't yeah. take very really. yeah yeah i've heard it's a good game it's yeah. a good it's it's insane how like it's it's tetris it's been around for so long but they did like a few things to it that make it really fun yeah. and i can't stop like i mean i was playing tetris when you got here yeah you were and i was playing one of the new modes uh well i don't know if it's a new mode but it's at least a new mode for me because i i've I'm not a Tetris connoisseur. Sure. I have not been buying Tetris games all the time. <laughs> so I, I was playing this mode, and it's all clear. And, and you have to do it. It's essentially, it's a puzzle mode yeah. where you have three turns to clear all of the Tetris pieces off the board. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little harder. Like, sometimes it's fairly obvious. And you just drop yeah. the three the Square blocks, square block, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's a bit of a puzzle, and you got to figure it out. Something else I really like about the game, too, is... The music in it is fantastic. It's all done very. It's very. It's, e it feels like EDM, kind to of. Me, yeah, but it's all very input specific. So like, you'll start a level and there'll be silence, but you'll be moving your pieces around, and the noise that your piece makes when you move is the song. Oh, uh, okay. That's so like, cool. as you're like, like if uh, I'm gonna make this, this is gonna sound so stupid, yeah. but I'm gonna make some noises for you right now. <laughs> so like your piece is moving. If you move your piece left and right, it's like oh 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 oh. 
right and then you like okay, slap okay. it down it's like oh like like that right and then it goes into the song like the longer you do it as you start to build up some lines and you start clearing some Almost bits sort of then like yeah like a- after you get your your first big tetris moment it's like well, you drop, you drop the beat. Yeah, at like, that like, point. and then just as that happens, it the song builds as you play, and it's yeah. just super, super relaxing. Like, I, I try to play it with headphones whenever I can. Yeah. Also, I've learned I'm not good at Tetris. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because the sound, like I said, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. So I've been at work, and I've been like, man, I can't get the that Tetris music out of my head. So I'm just gonna listen to some of the Tetris music on YouTube because yeah. p- people are putting compilations of the Tetris sure, music yeah. all over YouTube. One guy is like, because there's a story mode. It's not, well, it's not a, a story mode in, in so much as a journey mode. Yes. So it's essentially the campaign. So it, it puts a bunch of levels together and you flow through the, the few levels and there's like 12 levels or something like that. Anyway, somebody has a camp, a compilation of all of the levels in the game, the, the entire journey mode. And it's an hour and a half. And I'm like, man. That doesn't take very long to get through at all. Yeah. And then I start watching the video and I'm like, holy crap, look at this guy play Tetris. No wonder <laughs> it took him an hour and a half because he's like, doof, 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 like all of the pieces just going. Right. Like, like, I'm like, where, where are you putting thought into this? How are you well, doing this well? Some people are just well? really good at Tetris. I mean, it's been out since, what, the mid-80s or I, something I, yeah, like that? Yeah, well, it's crazy. Like, I watched a video when this game was first announced, and it was, like, one of the best Tetris players in the world trying the game out for the first time. Yeah. And, and just watching him play was crazy. And then and then I'm watching this this random dude on YouTube just like, doof, 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 doof. And I'm like, how are, how are people this good at Tetris? <laughs> this is crazy. So where where does this rank on your all time list of Tetris games? Is it's number one? Oh, say so for me. <laughs> for me, I actually have an opinion on this. Okay, okay. I think the NES, so the the original Nintendo. Yes. I think that version of Tetris is like is the end all be all. The perfect Tetris. It's pure Tetris. It's just yeah, it's pure, but it has a good little sound. Is what's well, got the soundtrack that everybody yep. thinks about. Uh, I don't know. It just seems good. Doesn't have any like the gimmick stuff and everything like that. There is, yeah, there's some new stuff that they added to this one. There's a one where you can, well, I mean, in previous, they've, they've added the hold mechanic. Do you know the hold mechanic? Or, no. Because it's not present in the old Tetris. No, what's hold mechanic? You can hold a piece and then bring it out later. Oh. So, like, line pieces, you're like, oh, I need that line piece. So when a line piece shows up and you don't have a place to put it, you hold on oh, to it. That feels like cheating. That's just not pure. No, no, like, it's strategy. That is not pure. It's strategy. Well, if you think that's <laughs> cheating, wait till you get to the zone mechanic. The zone oh, mechanic, no. when you build up enough Tetrises, it, it fills this meter. And then when you launch the meter, it slows the game down. And you like go into this matrix style well, sort of like thing, bullet time. Yeah, yeah and okay, you start putting okay. in. And if you clear, because you you know like the Tetris is you clear four four lines. Yes, we clear more than four lines if you're doing the zone mechanic. So when you fill a line, it moves that line to the bottom of the block, and then you have more space to be able to to fill some more lines, and you can get tons of extra lines, and they all have ridiculous names. Like there's like. Uh, the deca the decatrice which is like 10 tetris lines sure yeah and then uh, there's one that i saw it's like the do- dodecahepatrice 
which is like 16 lines or something okay. like 16 All or right. 17 lines it's crazy <laughs> like the dodecahedrons like it's nuts yeah watch out tetris making a comeback everybody but, the, but there's a there's a literally um, a trophy in the game for getting 18 in one go that would be like the whole screen it's like the whole thing it's right? crazy yeah. like it's i i mean i'm i'm trying to get the tr- the trophy for 12 the most i've gotten in one zone clear is 8 Right. So, because, you know, you, you can plan it so much, and then you, you need your line pieces to... Yeah, you to gotta get a little lucky. Yeah. You gotta get a little lucky. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I'm having a great time playing oh, Tetris. All right. All right. I can't believe we talked about Tetris for, <laughs> for like, ten minutes. Well... Hey. Maybe five minutes. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Five yeah. to ten minutes. It's good damn. It's it a is a guy I mean, that's why it's the best-selling video game of all time, right? Right. It, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. I think... Because, I don't know, I, occasially... Do you ever, like, fall into, like, a Wikipedia... I, what's it called? The Wikipedia hole or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Where you start looking at something and you end up looking at wow. you know, 500 other things. You know, you know what the funny thing is? Is I've been talking about this exact subject, the best-selling games of all time. Okay, yeah. And I, I, I don't know why, why, because I've talked about this like three different times in the last month. Yeah. And I can never remember what they are. It's like... I think Grand Theft Auto Five is like the second highest selling game of all time. Well, it depends on. Are you talking like it's like dollar total, dollar amount no, or it's, it's total unit, sales? Total units sold. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I remember. I remember like Wii Sports is on the list because it came with every Wii yeah. console. But and it's like, been pushed back. Like it, Minecraft is up there. I think Minecraft is number three now yeah. under Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five, like crazy, right? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Minecraft. I never would have expected that either. Wow, but... that game is a phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, they sold the company for what I think two, two and a half billion dollars, and it yeah. was a company of like five people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I wish I would have thought of that. You know, it's just Lego. Yeah, let's make Lego, let's but make the video Lego game in a video game. Two billion dollars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's so funny that I like I've talked about this exact subject. Yeah. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember the order. Yeah, and I, I think it depends on everybody's lists, too, because there's always, like, well, it's it's console games, right? Because GTA is both PC and console, and I'm sure it's on, you know, everything else, yeah. right? And So, I don't know, some of the lists include, you know, it's just the console side, or it's just the PC side, or you know, I it's think only the, mobile. I think or, this list was everything. Yeah, like the, everything. the complete list, yeah. Because, so, I mean, obviously, uh, PUBG was on that list, too. It's like one of the top of PUBG all time. PUBG is one of the top. Really? It's in the top 10. That seems surprising. It's crazy. It hasn't been, been a, out that long. No, it hasn't, but it's in the top 10. Do you remember what the, any of the numbers were? Because I, the only reason I remember the Tetris one is because it was just ridiculous. Like, honest to God, it was half a billion. You know, and then the next closest was like 100,000. Or, sorry, 100 million. You know what? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, let's, 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 let's settle this debate. Yeah. Because I can't I, remember. go on Wikipedia, because <laughs> that's what I was looking on. But yeah, like there's so many lists, and then there was like I was looking at the Nintendo ones, and it's of course dominated by Mario Brothers and and Zelda games, basically, right? And right. Let's see. Let's see. Pull it up. Highest selling games of all time. My computer is very slow. I picked the wrong computer to do this with. See, this is a different list too. Super Mario Brothers, Grand Theft Auto Five, Wii Sports, Minecraft, Tetris. That's 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 the that's from five to one. But that's different. This is from July 2016. No, this is wrong. This is not correct. <laughs> Thank, that's we the need first, 2018, This is Mike. the first list that Google showed up. Yeah. This is Google's like, hey, here's the top. You know how Google, when you're like, what's 2 plus 2? And Google will just yeah, answer it Yeah, because it grabs it from Wikipedia. Yeah. That was Google's okay, answer. Okay, so where are so we? We're, we're, at, we're at Tetris in number one with 17, 170 million units. Okay, 170. 170. So I was way off on that. Minecraft is number two. But when is these... these 
These I I don't think this this list is accurate because I've I've listened to a podcast recently that talked about Grand Theft Auto overtaking the number two spot. But it could be dollars. Like that's because I think some people look at it in units and others people look at it in dollars. And Grand Theft Auto would totally be the dollar amount. Right. Well, Minecraft is number two with 154 million. Grand Theft Auto Five is a hundred is a hundred million, and that's three. Uh-huh. I swear they were like talking about like 150 million units yeah. on that one. Wii Sports with 82 million units. Okay, yeah, so I got that one. Player Unknown Battlegrounds with 50 million units. That, number five. That one is so surprising. I, I knew it was a popular game, but didn't realize it was that popular. I've never played it. Never played it. I, I wanted to play it, and then I saw Fortnite. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this looks much better. Well, Fortnite ate PUBG's lunch. Well, and pretty much everybody who plays PUBG says it's fun, but it's like super glitchy, yeah. and it's just, you know, as fun as it is, the... the the bugs take away from the appeal. Yeah, and I guarantee if it wasn't for the fact that Fortnite was a free-to-play game, it would be beating PUBG right now. Yeah. Well, free-to-play is just the new way of everything, right? Like, all the most popular games in the world, like, like maybe not all of them. Probably more popular multiplayer games. More more popular multiplayer, yeah, yeah. And then Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers on NES. What was that, fifth? Oh, oh, sorry, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. That counts as one? Is that fair? I guess that's well, fair. Well, it's all the same They're essentially game. the same game with yeah. a different cartridge on the top yeah. of it. So, And that's, that's 45 million years. Well, there we go. When we when we have that episode where we talk about our favorite games and everything like that, we'll retouch on this Well, subject. the funny thing yeah. is, is I've been, I've been actually thinking about my list, and my list is so all over the place. And the funny thing is, is most of my list is modern, like within the last 10 years. So you got is that more recency bias? Yeah, you like, think? Or, no, no, or I don't know. Just... Like just these are just games that I like. My number one game of all time is more than ten years old, but my most of my top ten is from the last within the last ten years. And it, so, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because sort of technology has gotten to the point where they're making more of the games you've always wanted to play? I think it. I think what it boils down to is I'm a big, big story guy. Yeah, and. Some of the best story games have come out in the last, you know, decade. Because, I mean, you know, what, what's, what's the, the sto- story of Mega Man, right? Like, Yeah, is, Robot is, Man wants to kill everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's nothing. You yeah. know, it's just so bare bones. But then you have games like, you know, Mass Effect and Last of Us yeah. that are these sprawling epics that are just insane. And, and, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's on my list. Yeah. So. Well, let's let, okay. Let's just talk about this now. What, you want to do it right now? I, well, then we don't have to do like a whole thing. But what was the first story game that really fu- like finally piqued your interest? The first story game that was like, or, or not not necessarily a story game, but the first game where it was like, holy hell, this game is. I mean, I'm enthralled by it. Like for me, I would say it was probably the Max Payne series, right? And I don't know when did that come out. Like oh, early, early two thousands, late on this late list. 90s. It would tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was ever that popular. That'd be funny if it was. That was one of the very first games where it's like, holy crap! Like I am just so into this. And, not, and it helped that the game was very fun and stuff too. Yeah. But I don't know what. So story for you. For me, was there a first one? It's <sighs> like it's got Metal Gear, right? It's got to be Metal Gear for you. It, it is, but it isn't. Like, the first game where I realized that I was like, oh, wow, this game's got, like, a story that I really like, and I like playing it over and over again because I liked the story, was probably the original Resident Evil. Okay. And that came out two years before Metal Gear, and then Resident Evil 2 came out, and that game I loved the hell out of. But Metal Gear 
was the first game where I think I just sat down, like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, uh, came. That was the first game that I sat down, and I'm like, this is something special. This is more than just a game to me. That's this fair. is this is like a, a, a story that will stay with me forever. And and I mean, Resident Evil stayed with me forever. I love the Resident Evil series. It's it, Resident Evil was my original favorite game series of, of all time. Right. And then Metal Gear Solid, uh, you know, took its place. And things are a little different now because Metal Gear kind of fell off a wagon. A few sure. Years ago. I mean, that but, always <laughs> happens. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But. Metal Gear was the first game that made me sit up and take notice about storytelling in games. For the most part, stories were there, and I, you know, I liked them because I liked the Resident Evil story. That's why I liked Resident Evil. I liked Resident Evil Two. It's because that story captured my attention. Sure, but it didn't. It didn't like draw yeah. you in. Yeah, you didn't feel like I, I guess Solid Snake. Yeah, he'd Solid be the Snake. Main, he'd be the main guy. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't feel like Solid Snake. Yeah, like I had a connection with Metal Gear Solid that like I almost had a chance to to meet David Hayter once. Yeah. David Hayter voices Snake and and I was like I'm going to cry when I meet David Hayter because he's such an important part of my life because yeah. of, of the original Metal Gear Solid. And then things went south and I never Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe another day. It's yeah. not it's not well, like we'll, I was We'll do the full video game discussion yeah. another day. But, but yeah, but. so there you go. So Metal Gear Solid was probably the first one that made me sit up and take notice and be like this is okay. what I this is what I like. Because, uh, you know, again, games I liked had stories, but nothing that was like this. You yeah. Know? You know what's funny? I've never played Metal Gear, ever. Would in, you like? In, in all these years yeah. that I've known you, because like, it's always been your favorite. As long as I've known you, it's always been the favorite yeah. game. I think for the most part, anyway. Yeah. But it's so funny because we both love video games, but we both love totally different video games. I feel like what we should do, especially considering we're talking about this top 10 thing. Yeah. Is we should because obviously we're going to make these lists. Yeah, if we have games that are not something we've ever played on the other person's list, then we should play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that could be good. that could be a nice follow up episode. Like I feel like there probably will be at least there, a, there's got to be a couple. There's going to be a lot couple. Of, a lot of mine double. will be like multiplayer ones that. They, oh, sorry, the servers are long gone now, <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because like the, I've never played the original Max Payne, so I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure playing it now is not. It actually, a, it, it still holds up. Does it? Because that's the thing. Like I found that with some games is like, oh, do they hold up? Like there, there's some great games that just maybe not so yeah, much. Yeah, that always sucks when you go back. It's like I don't know why I ever liked this. Yeah, well, there's a lot of I. Uh, Sorry, I, I, we keep talking about this. There's a lot of like the old Super Nintendo games yep. that I look back on now, and I I got one of those SNES classics yep. for Christmas, and I hacked it and put all my ROMs and stuff. Oh, on it. nice! And then I played some of them. And I was like, I don't know why I ever liked this game because <laughs> it it just pure crap. What, what's one? What like what game? Oh, what was it? Uh, I think Top Gear. Oh, it was okay. a racing game. Racing yeah, yeah. Game. And I remember as a kid just loving it, and not that it's a bad game. But got bored of it in about ten minutes, right? Because it's just the same thing. It's just those old racing games where sort of the track warps around your car. Your car is not necessarily the one driving, like yeah, a modern yeah. racer. I don't know. It was just it was so dull. It was where <laughs> a lot of fighting games too. I just found them so boring you to know, play. Now. What I love is going back to any games from the PlayStation One era. Yeah, because I mean, Metal Gear Solid holds up. Yeah. Its controls are a little janky, and there's a reason why they remade it in the early 2000s on the GameCube, because yeah. they were like, here's let's just take, because they came up with Metal Gear Solid 2, 
they came up with an amazing control scheme, and they're like, let's just adapt that and put it onto the sure, GameCube. Sure, it's a version. learning process for yeah. everybody. Yeah. So they because there's a few little weird controls in the original Metal Gear Solid, but there are other games that either don't play well or they look atrocious, like. Tekken. Tekken is one of my favorite fighting game franchises. Oh, that's a tough of one. All time. That is tough to go back. Tekken three holds up very well. Tekken two plays phenomenal, but looks a little janky. Yeah. Tekken one. Oh my it's, god. It's basically yeah, it's like triangles fighting each other. Tekken right? one <laughs> is like vomit on a plate. Like it's oh, so bad. It's so bad. Well, did you ever play Gold? I mean, Golden Knight. Golden Knight. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even imagine how many hours I spent playing, like, with you and my other high school friends and middle school friends and everything. And then I went back and played it because we have, you know, we, you know, dust off the old N64. Yeah. It's like, oh, Goldeneye, yeah, I'm going to play it. It's like, that game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a game that I, I was actually talking about this with one of my coworkers recently. And, and we were talking about Goldeneye, and it's a game that you must respect for what it has done for the industry. Yes, and it was great at the time. Yes, yeah. but it is unplayable. Do not go back and play it. And another game like that was Tomb Raider. Oh, the, the, the original yeah. Tomb Raiders. Those games are like, the, for, at the time, they were like the pinnacle of action games. But they are garbage Yeah, now. they do not hold yeah. up at wanna If you want to play Tomb Raider, go play any of the more recent ones. Those games are phenomenal. I'm trying to remember what other games we had in that conversation, but there was some great, some great games that were like, oh yeah, I love that game. Don't go back and play it though, because yeah, it's it just is. it's just the worst. They just do not hold up, and I I don't even hold it against the graphics necessarily, yeah, right? Because you know I I still love the old Nintendo games too. Yeah, and their graphics are horrendous. I, but the thing know? though is is because I I also was listening to another podcast and they were talking about this exact same thing because they were talking about the PlayStation Classic that's coming out, yeah, and how like the, the lineup of games on it is pretty crap. And, and and they were talking about the same thing where like the PlayStation lineup, like the the era of the PS one and N sixty four and Sega Saturn, those games didn't age well. And they talked about why this SNES classic works well is because there's some some phenomenal looking graphics in there. Like the the, the pixel art for some of those games is yes, phenomenal. Like that, Mega Man right. X looks amazing and Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a PlayStation One game, but it is absolutely beautiful because it is done with pixel graphics and it's like the best pixel graphics well, they, and they're so different right because it's all 2d yeah you know it's all most of them are all side scrollers and stuff mm -hmm. whereas with like the n64 and the playstation one they're all sort of like the 3d world style which we're still playing yeah. today and so you can put today's knowledge kind of on the old games and i think that doesn't help them yeah definitely like shadows of the empire oh my don't God. play that game past the first level because well, yeah. that 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 speeder thing that the the ATST Hoth battle yeah that still holds up everything past that is terrible yeah it was awful any of the third person action scenes terrible well I find a lot of the N sixty four games don't hold up mm -hmm. like there are very few where you'll go back and play now and be like yeah I had a good time I think Smash Brothers is one of the few where yep. it's like that is still a fun game even though we're at Smash Brothers I think Ultimate is coming yeah out. Ultimate's coming out you know what's that five six. Yes, uh, five I brothers think five. melee brawl, the untitled one, the one within like just the, the like Wii U, Wii U one. subtitle. Yeah. So this is the fifth one. The fifth one, yeah. yeah. And that one still holds up. But yeah. man, a lot of my like I used to play Battle Tanks on the N sixty four, right? And it's terrible. They're all they're all <laughs> so bad now. Oh man, maybe we should do like a. Uh, we should uh, do a list uh, of a games that game. I get. Yeah, because we have we're we're gonna do a list eventually of our top 
favorite games of all time. Let's also do a list of remember these games that I, these are games that I really loved and they're terrible now. <laughs> yeah, I never want to play them again. Yeah, that would be fantastic. We can just put all that together. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it, we'll put that one down in our notes because I would like to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I it's, mean, obviously, it's been it's been bubbling up from within. Well, we we've just, had so much baby talk that we haven't had time to have you know nerdy talk. Yeah, and so. then we'll force our kids when they're older to play all these games. Yeah, the bad ones. Play the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. This you, is what I had to play yeah, when I was older. Yeah, you better like them. Yeah, you better yeah. like this game. Yeah, Arrow the Acrobat 1. <laughs> do you know Arrow the Acrobat? No, I do not. It's in the next room. We can go play Oh, it. sweet. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> so I guess I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. It sounds like there's plenty to look forward to in the yes, future. Yes, absolutely. We could have done like a triple-length episode. Probably. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast listening service. If we're not where you like to listen yet, we're working on it. And if you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds at fulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more dirt nerdy, more nerdy. Nerd dirty and nerdy. Nerd dirty nerdy. <laughs> dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give it whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. See you later, everybody. What an oh, was, yeah, we had an extra like secret topic. <laughs> well, that Tetris thing just got me going. And yeah. I was like, you know what? No, we have to talk about some video games right now. <laughs>